The Rookie Leaders Podcast, Episode 11, How to Lead Upward. Welcome to the Rookie Leaders Podcast, the podcast of veteran leaders offering leadership lessons to newbies. Whether you're brand new to leadership or expanding your leadership responsibilities, this podcast will provide the knowledge and experience you need to lead courageously and effectively. This podcast is a production of the Credible Leadership Group, a coaching and consulting firm devoted to your leadership development, career advancement, and personal growth. Learn more at CredibleLeaders.com. So grab your notebook, a pen, and your bulletproof coffee as we explore the leadership lessons every leader needs to master. Now, here's your host, Michael Tanner. Well, hello, everyone. Michael Tanner here, your host. Welcome to another episode of the Rookie Leaders Podcast. As always, I'm just thrilled that you're tuned in. And I greatly hope I can bring great value to you in your leadership development, your career advancement, personal growth today in today's episode. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about leading upward in the organizational chart. I'm oftentimes asked questions by individuals, but also in group settings. Uh, anytime I'm teaching leadership, I'm oftentimes asked questions regarding how do I also influence upwards in my organization? How do I influence my boss? How do I influence other leaders within the organization and, and that type of thing? So we're going to talk about that today, how that differs a little bit between uh, leading downward, those that report to you, uh, how it differs when you're leading upward, but also how it is similar as well. So we're going to talk about those things today, but I have a just a quick few housekeeping items to cover before we jump into the content. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have subscribed to the podcast, whatever uh, podcast directory of your choice, Spotify, uh, the Google Play Store, Apple Podcast, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, if I didn't mention that one already, uh, Stitcher, I believe it's on Stitcher as well. Whatever your chosen directory is, I'm sure you can find the podcast there. So I hope you'll subscribe to the podcast so that you ensure that you never miss an episode. Uh, also would highly value your rating and review of the podcast as well. That helps us with the algorithms and searches in those various platforms. So greatly appreciate you doing that and certainly share the podcast with others that you know would, would, uh, find value in this content. So I greatly appreciate you sharing, uh, the podcast with your friend, family, your friends, your colleagues, those that, you know, again, could benefit from this leadership content. I, I highly value your sharing that. Now, before we jump into the uh, the episode for today, though, I want to give you just a quick word from the sponsor of today's episode. This podcast episode is sponsored by JobStars USA. Are you looking for a new career? Does your resume need a refresh? How's your LinkedIn profile? JobStars USA is a career services practice. That means providing expert resume writing and career coaching for entry-level through executive-level career seekers. Visit CredibleLeaders.com forward slash JobStars for more information and to take advantage of a special discount offered to Rookie Leaders listeners. Use the promo code ROOKIE10. That's ROOKIE10, no spaces, and the number 10, one zero, for a 10% discount. 
That's CredibleLeaders.com forward slash JobStars and use the promo code Rookie10. Now back to our podcast. All right, so thanks so much to the great folks at JobStars USA for sponsoring this episode of the Rookie Leaders Podcast. Greatly appreciate you all and your support in doing that. And if you're looking for uh, advancing or changing in your careers and you need those resume writing, LinkedIn profile update services that they uh, offer, I highly recommend you go over and check them out, credibleleaders.com forward slash JobStars. You can find their services there. Now let's let's dive into today's topic again. Just thinking about it from the context of being asked a question, you know, how do I lead up? Now let me first talk about well, what does leading up even mean? Uh, again, I've I've shared this many times on the podcast. I believe but my definition of leadership is influencing others towards a shared goal. Influencing others towards a shared goal. And so in the in the midst of teaching that, I'm oftentimes asked. Well, how do I influence upward? How do I influence my boss? Or maybe it's leaders even in other departments, but it's up the organizational chart, if you will. How do I influence them as well? Um, And so I really want to kind of dive into this question and first talk about, well, what are the similarities in leading upward versus leading downward? Okay. I teach, you know, one of the foundations of my teaching of leadership is that leadership is relationship right? Relationships. That's what builds, uh, you, you know, the foundation uh, that is uh, that leadership is built upon, that influence, that that voluntary, that willing fo- willingness to follow is built upon relationship. That willingness to be influenced by you is built on relationship. And it's no different when you're looking to lead your boss. Uh, for the sake of this conversation, uh, I'm going to primarily talk about leading your boss, right? Leading upward. Uh, but again, it applies across other departments and and so forth as it relates to, you know, higher in the organizational chart. But I'm going to primarily keep it the example to uh, leading upward, leading your boss, right? So again, it's all about the relationship. It starts with the relationship. So the first thing I would tell you about uh, building a good relationship with your boss is this. First of all, you just need to be yourself. Just be yourself even when you're with your boss. Uh, too many times I see individuals that they seem like or they they feel like they need to be something else other than themselves when they're in with the boss. I see this oftentimes, especially in one-on-one meetings. And I even feel this urge sometimes with my boss as it relates to one-on-one meetings. But I see individuals will get in a you know, people that report to me, they'll get into a one-on-one meeting with me and they just, they seem like a different person than what I see when I'm, you know, out and about with the rest of the team and see them working with the team. And if you're going to build a good relationship with your boss, you've just got to be yourself, right? Don't let this, this boss status intimidate you in feeling like, well, you got to, you have to be something other than yourself because only you being yourself, that, that's the only way that a good working and a good personal relationship with your boss is going to happen, right? And again, you're going to influence your boss through through relationship. And so if you can't be yourself in the presence of your boss, whether it's one-on-one situation or whether it's a group situation, maybe it's a, a group staff meeting or, or a group status meeting and your boss is present 
you still have to be yourself uh, with your boss. Otherwise, you can't begin to establish, uh, you know, the relationship that is necessary. Now, a second dynamic here in building this relationship is oftentimes uh, when we're working with our boss, it's oftentimes that our boss is giving us some type of instructions or guidance or direction or, you know, vision or, or casting some type of goal for us to go after, whatever it might be, right? Our, our boss is, is giving us, communicating to us some type of information that we need to then go and, and, and act upon, execute through. Well, one of the most important things that you can do uh, right behind being yourself in that situation is to be sure that you are crystal clear on what your expect what the boss's expectations are of you in this situation. So you need to do whatever is necessary to gain clarity. Ask the questions necessary to gain clarity. Again, don't be afraid to ask because your boss has this, you know, this boss status. He he's your boss. He's 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 over you. He's an authority figure over you. But don't let that intimidate you in such a way that you don't ask the questions necessary to gain the clarity that to when you leave to to go off and do what your boss expects of you, right? Make sure you have that clarity. And one thing that we don't recognize or oftentimes in those situations that our, our boss actually respects us if we're willing to to really kind of dive in and make sure that we understand exactly what he's asking us to do or she's asking us to do, right? Our boss actually respects us because we go the extra mile, if you will, to, uh, you know, to gain that clarity such that we can then go away and, uh, and execute that. So sometimes maybe that's, that's taking notes. Oftentimes what I will do, uh, you know, when I'm getting a briefing, uh, from my boss, you know, I will take notes on that and, and especially, uh, statements that he makes about things that he's, he wants me to do. I'll take those notes and then afterwards, I'll just read back to him. I say, hey, if you don't mind, let me let me read for you, you know, the notes that I took and make sure that you and I are aligned on the action that you want me to go away and, and, and take. Right. So you're going you're, you're taking those extra steps of asking questions, of taking notes, but then also reviewing over the 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 notes and the, and the actions that you're going to take for the sake of making sure that you both are really, really clear on the instructions that your boss is giving you. Now also recommend or recognize this as a part of this seeking clarity. Your boss probably is leading multiple people. All right. And it may, and depending on where he is in the org chart, he may be leading multiple people in totally different types of departments. He may have a, you know, a a marketing department, an engineering department, a sales department. So he, he may have multiple people in multiple different departments and therefore one, the context of those leaders is different because their departments are so different, but also those individuals in those roles are different. And so your boss is tasked with the need to communicate in different ways because people naturally receive information uh, differently, right? We have different personalities that receive uh, communication and information differently and so, again, you need to recognize this about your boss in your efforts to seek clarity, right? He's not, he's, it's not that your boss is uh, communicating to you poorly because, uh, you know, they just 
are lazy and don't want to communicate, it may be that they're just, uh, you know, not recognizing the level of detail that you need or something like that. And so you, you want to go the extra mile, ask the questions, take the notes, uh, review uh, the notes so that you know that you have good clarity on, uh, you know, the instructions your boss is giving you. Uh, because this is going to begin to to build trust uh, in in your boss that that you know you're on top of things and you're going to go and actually uh, accomplish whatever he's asking you to do. We'll talk about building trust here in just a moment, but you want to consistently with your boss, you want to seek the clarity you need so that you're really really clear on his expectations or her expectations of you. And then you want to go then and execute on those expectations. So you, you, you have to have clarity always. Uh, and then next, I would say to you, especially uh, in uh, maybe status reports or whatever it might be with your boss, you have to be incredibly honest. You have to maintain a, a super high level of integrity with your boss. Now, this often comes into play when uh, in some way there's bad news to be given to the boss. Uh, maybe you're in charge of some projects or something and those projects are running late. Well, your boss needs to know that they need to know, uh, that the project is behind. It's running late for whatever reason. So even in the bad news, you've got to really, really be honest with your boss. You can't allow confusion on your, you know, in the mind of your boss. Uh, so it's so tempting, especially, you know, as I said, uh, in, in my world, uh, projects are a big deal. We plan out these projects. They have milestones. They have dates and, and things that we need to accomplish by the, by those milestones. And it's really, really tempting. If if it looks like we're going to miss one of those milestones, it's really, really tempting to not tell the boss because maybe, just maybe, we can pull this off. Maybe we can do something and we can, uh, you know, bring the project back into schedule and hit the milestones and so forth. And and you know, if I didn't tell the boss. You know, no harm, no foul kind of thing. But unfortunately, those times when we can't get it back on track and we actually miss the milestone, and now the day of the milestone, I'm telling my boss, oops, sorry, we're late. Well, now it registers with your boss that, one, you weren't honest to start with. This is probably not the first time you noticed you weren't on schedule. Uh, but two, you know, you, you kind of hid it from him. You, you, you kept him confused about the reality. Uh, and this is going to be a big hit to the relationship. This is going to be a big hit to the trust that's being built between the two of you, uh, such that you could influence it, right? The only way you're going to influence your your boss is definitely if you have a, a relationship, but also if there's trust inside of that relationship. And if you're not being honest with your boss, even in the bad news, then uh, you know, you're not going to build that that relationship. You're not going to going to build that trust. Uh, there, I used to work with a fellow who's, uh, he, he had this, this statement about bad news and, and it's so true. Uh, but he used to always say bad news doesn't get better with time. Bad news doesn't get better with time. And that is so true. So the moment you know that there's something your boss needs to know, even when it's bad news, you've got to be the messenger. You've got to be the one to take this to your boss. Now, one of the most important things related to being the messenger of bad news is also being sure that you take ownership of that, okay? You're a leader here. Whatever bad news it is that you're taking to him, you've got to own that bad news in such a way that you're just making him aware of it 
but then you're going to own it. You're going to go back and do everything that you can to fix it, to correct it, get it back on schedule, get it back on course, whatever it might be, whatever the bad news is related to, you're going to do everything that you can to go back and fix it, right? So you're owning it. So in other words, you're not going into your boss telling him the bad news and then giving all sorts of excuses as to why it's bad news and what's going wrong and all that. And it's other people's fault or something like that. No, you're going to own it, right? And so uh, there's a fabulous book out there called Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. I highly recommend this book. You should certainly read this book. But when you're going and delivering, you're being honest with your boss and giving even this bad news, then you're going to own it, right? You're not going to make excuses about it. Instead, you're going to say, look, I, I need to give you this bad news. It looks like we, we got a milestone in three weeks, but right now we're not on course to hit that milestone. You know, if we miss, if we miss it, it means it's going to affect this, that, and the other. Uh, but just know that I'm on top of it. I'm going to go back to the team. We're going to try this and we're going to try that. We're going to do everything we can to get this thing back on track. Right. So you're giving him the bad news, but you're also owning up to that, right? You're not making excuses for it. You're owning that and you're, you know, uh, giving him the confidence that you're going to go and do everything you can to get that thing uh, resolved or fixed or whatever it might be, whatever the, the um, uh, you know, the bad news is about. But you got to be honest, right? And you can't hold back the truth. You've got to make sure that you're making your boss aware of things, even when it's bad news. Uh, and then associated with that, I would say this, you've got to communicate often and accurately with your boss, often and accurately with your boss. You can't depend on your boss to pull communication from you, if you will, right? To, to ask you all the relevant questions around, uh, you know, status or how are you doing or, or what, you know, what can he do for you? You've got to be proactive in sharing that information, communicating with your boss. And you can do this through, you know, like maybe a, a weekly email to them, like a status report or a weekend review uh, type of uh, email or something like that. Or maybe you're going to do it in a more formal kind of one-on-one meetings or something like that. But you want to be proactive about communicating to your boss. Uh, you know, again, you can't depend on your boss to be the one that's getting this, you know, pulling this information from you. Again, think about it from this standpoint. He's leading multiple leaders. Okay. And so uh, he can't, you can't expect your boss to, to, to go to everyone to get the information from them that, that maybe he needs to hear. He doesn't know when to go and get that information for one thing as well. So you got to be proactive about getting that communication out to your boss on a regular and consistent basis. And then that communication obviously has to be accurate. Again, it goes back to being honest a little bit. If there's bad news in that, you've got to deliver it. If it's good news, obviously those are much easier to, to deliver, but you got to communicate regularly with your boss. And again, think about communication on a regular basis as a step to building relationship as well. Okay. You're building a relationship here with your boss such that you can influence your boss. So uh, regular communication is going to help with that. Now, let me, let me kind of follow up with a somewhat of a, a follow-up question that oftentimes comes to this initial question, right? When I'm asked the question around, how do you uh, lead up? How do you influence your boss and so forth? And I talk about relationship and I talk about communication and being honest and, and, and all of that. I'll oftentimes get a follow-up question associated associated with being micromanaged. People that you know they feel like they're being micromanaged by their boss or by their leader. 
and you know, their question is, well, how do I change that? How do I, how do I, you know, change and change my ball so such that they don't micromanage me? And so just to kind of run through that really quickly for you, I, I would say this micromanagement uh, exists because in a boss or in a leader, they feel one of two things, one of two things. They one either lack trust or two, they have control issues. Okay. Which can be associated with trust, but let's talk about the first one. If your boss, if your leader is micromanaging you, possibly that leader doesn't, doesn't yet trust you to do the job well or to, to deliver the results according to desire or something like that, or to, or to do the job right. If you will, they don't, trust maybe your competence or something like that right so you you got to recognize that it may be that if your boss is micromanaging you they don't yet trust you to accomplish the job appropriately well how do you change that okay well again just like we just talked about you're going to build a relationship and do all these things that we just talked about and your trust is being built as you establish this relationship okay Uh, and trust goes both ways you trust your boss. You have to just, uh, you, you have to intentionally think the best of your boss. You can't say, well, she's always micromanaging me. Therefore, you know, she's just a bad person and, and she's a control freak and, and she doesn't want anybody to succeed. She wants all the credit, she, whatever, right? You can't be, you can't allow yourself to think those, those negative thoughts about your boss. You've got to think positively about your boss and build the relationship with your boss such that trust can then be built upon that. And then as you're building that relationship by doing all the things we've previously talked about and you're delivering results, you're going the extra mile to deliver results and to deliver the results exactly the way your boss is micromanaging you to do so over time, as you succeed And as you deliver in those desired results that your boss has over time, that trust gets built. And if your boss is micromanaging for lack of trust, you're building up that trust such that over time, they won't be micromanaging you the way they are today. So you can't just deal with a micromanaging boss that, uh, you know, is struggling with trusting you. You can't deal with that by complaining to someone else or making excuses or whatever. You've just got to dig in and do everything you can to build a good relationship with your boss and deliver results according to their expectations on time with super high quality such that trust begins to get built. And then the micromanaging will, will, um, will go away, uh, after that. Now, secondly, your boss they, they may have kind of w- within themselves, they may have this, co- you know, control issues, right? It has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with your competence or whatever. It just, you know, some, some individuals just kind of their, their personality, you know, their, their innate, um, behavior is around controlling everything, wanting to be in control of everything and wanting to make sure that everything is done just the way that they want to, want it to be done and so forth. So you could have a micromanaging boss that, you know, it's not a lack of trust in you. It's just a control issue that they have personally. So how are you going to somewhat overcome this, right? Um, well, what you're going to do is you're going to consistently go the extra mile to deliver. You're going to pay very, very close attention to the details that your boss is giving you. 
most of the time, micromanaging boss bosses, they will give you a task, but then they'll tell you the, the 10 steps to do it, right? That, so here, I need you to do this report and I need you to, you know, pull this information from that database and get this information over there. Go talk to so-and-so about what this is, you know, and they'll give you all the, so they're micromanaging you, managing you down to the task, right? And so you want to be very, very attentive to all of those details that they're giving you. And then when you go and take action on that, you want to take action specifically, uh, you know, attentive to the details that they've given you because, you know, they're giving you a task to do, or, or you know, they're, they're delegating something to you, but then they're giving you the, the, the details of how they want that to, to look in the end or how they want you to do that. Well, you want to be attentive to that. Okay. Now you're not going to always have to do it exactly the way they say to do it. But for now, while they're micromanaging you, you do, you need to do it exactly the way they're asking you. All right. Now you're going to deliver the results according to their desired details. This is going to begin to build the relationship that we've been talking about, right? They're going to begin to trust you. They're going to begin to recognize that you deliver on the results, but you also deliver according to their desires and expectations and the details that they gave you, right? So they're going to, again, this, this, this trust relationship is going to start to begin being built. And once that starts to happen, this trusting relationship starts to happen. Now you can start to have open communication about, okay, you know, every week I've been doing this report for you and I've been doing it according to your 10 steps, but I believe I can still give you the same result, the same end report. I can give it to you by only doing these seven steps because I can, right. And you can start to have this open communication with your boss but first, when you have a micromanaging boss, first, you've got to deliver according to their details, right? You've got to be attentive to their details such that you can deliver the results the way they want them. And then over time, you're building that relationship. You're building that trust so that you can begin an open, com- uh, you know, an open conversation, open communication with them regarding, okay, uh, you're going to start to do it your own way, if you will. But we're going to get to the same end result, and your boss is going to uh, be able to start letting go of some of those uh, controlling issues that they have in their own personality because they trust you. They know that you can deliver the results for them at that point. But you you can't just start with, no, I don't want to do it your way. I'll do it my way. Uh, that will only kind of tighten the reins, if you will, in their micromanagement. So don't do it that way. you got to build your your relationship with your boss. Okay. So I hope those have helped you and leading up, it's all about relationship. If you're going to influence those, you know, up the, uh, up the org chart, it's about relationship, just like it is down the org chart. So, uh, take those steps to begin to lead upward. Now, uh, in closing out episode number 11 here, let me, uh, let me tell you about episode number 14. That's coming. My good friend, Stephen Faust, uh, did an interview with me, uh, it's coming in uh, episode number 14, and he talks about communicating upward, right? We talk a little bit here about leading upward, but he more specifically talks about how to communicate upward. You don't want to miss that episode, so be sure you subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss episode number 14 as it comes out. Again, I want to thank uh, the folks over at Job Stars USA. Thank you so much for sponsoring the podcast. If you're looking for resume writing, you know, career advancement, and uh, LinkedIn profile type uh, 
updates and things like that, be sure you check out the folks over at JobStars USA. You can find them there at credibleleaders.com forward slash JobStars. Also, I want to make you aware of a community that I'm building online. I'm really, really excited about this. Building it at community.credibleleaders.com. This is, uh, think about it, if you will, like a private Facebook group, but there's no algorithm to uh, to mess up communication. Uh, it's very controlled and such that we have leaders in this group that uh, you can trust to support you in your leadership development. And so I'm just now getting this started. If you go into the, if you get into the group now, you're going to be one of the very first ones to get into the group. Uh, so we're just getting that established. And we're looking to build that into a community of leaders supporting other leaders in their leadership development, in their career advancement, and their personal growth. So I highly encourage you to check that out. You can head over to community.credibleleaders.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. Until we speak again, be blessed and lead well. episode of the Rookie Leaders Podcast has ended, but never fear. You can find other binge-worthy podcast episodes at rookieleaders.com. If you liked this episode, please rate and write a review in iTunes. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. And remember to share this episode with your friends and colleagues looking for leadership lessons of their own. We appreciate your support. For more great leadership content, head over to credibleleaders.com.